Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 84. I was about to say 34. 84 of the Eavesdrop Podcast. 84 episodes. My man Julian hey. Obey <laughs> Castro. How do you say your name? Alias? Aeolus. Aeolus. Yeah. From, from uh, Obey Alliance. Yes, now 1%. Thank you for stopping by. You're still in Frisco. I thought you were in uh, in Florida. Yeah, no, stayed in Dallas. Not happening. Not, not a fan of the Florida humid uh, humidity. Yeah. So, bro, I I don't mind visiting. Uh, Miami's even like a little bit not my. I don't know. Not for me. Yeah. We went there for Fwiz's, um bachelor party. It was me, Nate, shot him, and somebody else, and uh, all his friends from uh, high school. And it was just like, not my vibe, man. Yeah. We were driving Lambos, and it was still not my vibe. <laughs> yeah. I went down to Miami for a, uh event with Luminosity, and I was there for like four days. I was like, I'm ready to go home. Yeah. It's a, it's a little bit too hot. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's like an opposite of New York City in a way. Yeah. So. Is that where you're from originally? Yeah. Well, I grew up in LA. Okay. And then I moved to New York City when I was 13. Uh-huh. And now I'm in the middle. <laughs> now you're in the middle of the country. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um... So let's let's start from the beginning. Name is Julian Castro, Aeolus from the once Obey. Yep. We'll get into what happened to Obey because Obey was one of the companies that got acquired by Infinite. Correct. Yep. That's how we met in person. Um, so let's start at the beginning. You you, you lived in L.A. Why? Uh, yeah, I mean, my family is originally from L.A. We grew up. Uh, my dad, my mom. My mom had me when she was about 16 mm -hmm. uh, and grew up. I love I loved uh, California at the time, but honestly, to be honest with you, by the time I left and I went to New York City and Dallas, I'll never go back to move there again. Why? It's just like, for me, I love how Dallas to me is like the middle of New York City and California. Like mm -hmm. you can still get your city life in a really good way, and you could also still get your suburban life. Yeah. And that's why I really love Dallas. Like I feel like I get the best of both worlds. And then in New York City, I loved it. Just such a diverse place. So much culture. There's just like were you like up in there. NY, NY, or were oh, you? Yeah, like... I was in Manhattan. Oh yeah. Shit. So growing up there, it, it hardened me. You know, you got to be a tough, tough one. Taking the subway every day, like an hour to school. Like damn. And it, it's it's a crazy place for sure. But it really does teach you like work work ethic and persistence because I'm telling you, there's nothing worse than getting on the subway at five o'clock peak traffic like twenty thousand people around you in one car you know damn after a you, long you'd day. have to like push your way yep. in there really yeah now so, they don't even have that unless yeah, you have I a know. mask <laughs> i could not imagine uh, me and my mom were just talking about that because i was talking i was like i could not imagine how it is right now in covid getting on the subway because it already was super uncomfortable yeah otherwise, so i bet man you know what's crazy about that is that we were uh, where were we yesterday oh we we went to fogo de chow right down mm. the street in plano Everybody's wearing masks, obviously. Like it was me and me and the guys have been super good. I just got to, I get tested like once every other week. Right. Um, most recently, I got the one right down the street. There's one right here in uh, in Sports Village where by the time I got back to the studio, I left the studio, went there. They fucking stabbed me in the back of my neck or the my my uh, nose. And then by the time I got back, I had a phone call and it came out negative. And I'm like, that's a positive, right? And she's like, yeah, it's a positive. It's a negative. <laughs> Confused me. They should just say, you don't have it. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I, like negative. It's like negative to me. It's like a negative connotation. So I'm like, oh, shit, I got it. Because that's the bad part. Um, and we were sitting there and we're like, man, we're looking around. And I'm like, man, this really is reality now. Like, every, we really are sitting here and everybody's wearing masks. Yeah. I'll be in the store sometimes and I'll look around and be like, man, am I like alive right now? I'm in an alternate reality. Yeah. Like, it feels weird, genuinely. Like, there's a sense of just 
it feels like uh, really non-realistic yeah. at times, you know, like a movie. So it is. And and what's messed up about that is like it, it, it's a new reality that we sort of all I don't know, like I, I Courage tweeted out something this morning about us at the McGregor fight a year ago. Yeah. And what's crazy about that is like you saw thousands of people this close to each other wearing no masks and everybody's like wow i don't even remember what that's like yeah and what's messed up about that is like unless you take the vaccine i mean even after you take the vaccine are people still gonna be wearing masks are you gonna wear a mask in public or yeah i mean i think in a lot of you know a lot of other countries there are people that just wear masks naturally because it does help in preventing you from getting the flu things like that which could be just as harmful potentially to some people so i think we are a long way from normal i think people underestimate the journey forward from this yeah I think like coming into 2021, people were like, oh, okay, we're gonna get our new beer back to- potentially towards the end of the year. For me personally, I don't see this ending till like 2022. And yeah. even then I still think it will be a little bit weird still. So I think we do have to embrace a new norm. I think this has really challenged everybody to think about life a little bit differently, even from like a work standpoint, you know, people working from home. Uh, my girlfriend works from home a lot more now. Yeah. And, and I think job places are starting to embrace that a little bit more too, so. Well, we've been homeschooling Liv since she was, well, she, we've always homeschooled her and we always talked about her going back into like the, the public system, uh, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And the issue there is that now I'm like, I don't know. I mean, now, now that she's so used to this, like even if we sent her to private school or even if we sent her to some weird other school where it's a little bit more... Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if we, we will ever do that. And yeah. what's messed up about that is, is that she had all her social interactions, because obviously that's important. All her social interactions came from basketball, tennis, dance class, and uh, volleyball, I think. And that went away. Mm-hmm. That went away super quick. And that's messed up because that's what they're growing up in, right? right. Like, we've never had to grow up in a situation in which, like, there's sort of these crazy mandates. Not crazy. Needed mandates for you to protect each other from from this thing, and I was talking. Who else I talking to about the about the flu shot? Once you get the the COVID shot or the vaccine, you're supposed to obviously still wear your mask and still be proactively combating this thing. But I don't know if I can live in in in. The, I will for as long as I can, but at some point or another, man, I'm gonna get just too yeah. annoyed. Yeah, I agree with you. Actually, there's been moments where you know me and my girlfriend like go out to dinner and just take all the proper precautions. You know, yeah. put on the mask, things like that. Because at some point, like you said, you just get so overwhelmed from being inside all the time. And I feel the same way. You know, maybe I can do like about another year. Yeah. But after that, you know, I want to be able to just go forward, live yeah. my life. And if it's at the cost of taking a few risks, I mean, at that point, I'd rather do that than be stuck in home. Yeah. Um, because it's just tough. It really is tough. And yeah. I couldn't imagine, even from a kid's perspective, what it's like uh, just being stuck inside all day. I mean, in Dallas here, I see a lot of kids still, even in the public school system. The other day I was driving by and I seen like a bunch of kids, no mask outside, still going to school. So in Texas, it's a little more loose on the oh, mandates. Yeah. So. Yeah, 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 we barbecue uh, COVID <laughs> yeah, over here. Yeah, so. I, I, I do, it's tough because when you're outside, obviously, and you're next to people that you're not necessarily, look, I, I am all for it. At the beginning of all this, when I was wearing my mask, people that I knew that were like super Republicans were like, why are you wearing that mask? And I'm like, I'm just, you know, he's like, you believe in that? I'm like, well, yeah, common sense says that that, that I do. Science says that I do. 
and I didn't want to have an argument with with these like old dudes. So I was just like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. More importantly, like I want to let people know that I respect them enough to protect myself in case I have it or in case you know what I mean. I'm, right. It's more of of me being a good human being to my fellow humans and saying, yo, I'm wearing this. And at the beginning of all this, it turned obviously because of the campaign and all, it turned into this like massive political thing where right. if you wore a mask, you were anti-American, mm-hmm. and if you didn't wear a mask you were anti-science right and it was just like i i don't have time to fucking argue with anyone i'm just gonna wear it and it it is what it is yeah i i try to respect both sides as much as possible but i don't like politics and science i just try to keep it straightforward like let's just respect each other put on the mask keep people safe yeah it's as simple as that to me i I try to keep out of the left the right whatever yeah yeah, it doesn't matter are you you taking the vaccine um yeah i think so i mean at this point maddie are you yeah, are you gonna let a couple of people go first? I <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we have the chance to see a couple people go first yeah. right now, and I think, I mean, I've seen good and bad things, but for me, if it means I'm gonna be able to return to normal life, mm-hmm. I'm willing to do a lot more than just a vaccine just to get there. You yeah. Know, so there, uh, there were a couple of stores here in Texas and across the United States, I believe, that opened uh, their their grocery stores, or so whether it's Tom Thumb or whatever, like all these other ones. They or Kroger, I think it's the other one. They they would open their doors from seven to eight a.m. to allow older people to go in there by themselves with none of us dirty, you know, age <laughs> brackets uh, to go in there. And I think I think that's cool. I think that that's a, a that's a good norm. If I'm gonna visit someone older, if I know there's there's gonna be you know older people, and like I will wear a mask because. Yep. Like they're more vulnerable, which is why they're getting the vaccine first. And I didn't want this to become a COVID conversation right at the beginning. So <laughs> let's just stop it right there. Uh, you're the current CEO of 1%. Uh, you were the director of Luminosity for a year. Yeah. You owned and general managed Obey for four and a half years. Yeah. Is that your first? Where, when, when did you start with Call of Duty and sniping specifically? Yeah, I started back in 2010. Um, you know, my uncle, I'll never forget it. I went to his apartment, he brought me in, he showed me Call of Duty 4, and like I was addicted Call right away. I, I think I was like, honestly, don't even remember at this point, but um, it was right when uh, World at War came out. Okay, so that's 2009. All right, so I think I was a yes. little bit under. Wait, 2008, 2008. Yeah, so um, I, I got addicted to that game, I got a PS. Oh. <laughs> got addicted to that game i got a ps3 was playing it and i remember when modern warfare 2 first came out um it was really like this uprising of the sniping community um and i had tried dabbling in youtube i think modern warfare 2 went through its phases right it had like the initial launch phase and you still had your snipers that were new to the game but it wasn't like this big crazy youtube sensation that it turned out to be um, and I still remember all of the old optic videos. I remember coming home from school, seeing Predator release a new montage that he made in a couple of days yeah, and getting yeah. super hyped. And that really fueled me to start to create on YouTube is the optic predator, you know, optic predator and a lot of the other snipers that were in optic at the time. Yeah. Um, and I really wasn't the best sniper to be honest with you, but then the trick shotting stuff happened. Um, and became a big part of that community, started on PS3, mm-hmm. moved over to Xbox, joined a couple of like trick shotting teams i guess you could say and eventually um by just me- leading those teams managing making content ended up in obey mm-hmm. and that's really how my path went to obey. so obey was already a thing and then um, you joined it yeah so and obey then you was took already. over yeah so it's like op- me and optic yeah so agony actually made obey phase agony and uh, he ended up staying in it but when i came into obey i think from our perspective 
And from my perspective, Call of Duty teams and trickshotting teams, sniping teams, other than, you know, obviously optic phase, we're really looked at like this is just a hobby. Like we have this huge fan base, this huge audience, but we're not really doing anything with it. We're not monetizing it. We're just making these videos for a lot of people. Um, and I came in, I was like, how do we make this a business? Because it is, you know, Obey at the time had, I think it was like 400,000 plus subscribers. It was doing really good. And I went, I started going to companies, started getting our name out there. And uh, we made the push. When you started going to companies, you mean like sponsors yeah. to see the sponsors of the team? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I went to the DX <laughs> Racers and I went to the Logitechs. I think at one point we had Logitech and Razer back then at the same time. I don't know how we did yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looking back at it now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we, well, we had headset, a lot of success. Headset for Logitech or headset for Razer? Um, I, at that point, it wasn't even categories. How did you even get those? I don't even know. I, well, it was like affiliate-based deals. One of these like yeah, yeah, brand yeah, 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 deals yeah, yeah, yeah. that we have now. Um, but we were looking with, working with Logitech. And honestly, the person that helped us the most at least get to the esports phase of the company was DX Racer. Mm -hmm. um, we, had like, we had like a 5% commission code. And I remember one month, like I, I started getting advertisements out, pushing out in our videos, like use our code, use our code. And one month, we just got a massive paycheck out of nowhere. Um, and it helped us. And I took that money and I invested it to get into esports. And, and by, by that time, you had already, uh, uh, what's his name? Agony had already left. And you, yeah, so how Agony, did that happen? Yeah, so Agony, when I originally talked to Agony, I was like, look, we need to make this a business. There's money coming in. Where do you stand? Because obviously, I wanted to respect the fact that he made the team and technically owned it. And he was like, honestly, it's yours. I was like, okay. So we got, I got the LLC drawn up. I was actually in college to become a doctor at the time. And uh, a doctor? Yeah. Okay. So I, I just went forward with it and it was, it was a ride for sure. It was a lot of learning. I had no business, prior business experience. I was managing this LLC taxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. it was crazy. Dude, tell me about it. <laughs> right. Like it, it was, it, it was some, those, those days will, define like the next 10 right the same yeah. way that these these years that we're living in right now will define the next 20 etc etc but it was one of the weirdest thing not, you know getting a paycheck and not having your taxes already taken out yeah giving people paychecks and not having the taxes already taken out so in situations like that you're like okay so what do we do and at the time we used to take 10 percent of all of the money that went into so if you uploaded a video if you're predator and you uploaded a video to optic nation we would keep 10% for taxes and also for travel and funding the, the esports team. And it was the weirdest. I like, I don't know. I didn't read any books. I didn't like, I had no clue. I had some corporate experience, but not this detail oriented sort of level of corporate experience. So the learning process for over the last decade has been like insane Yeah, because I didn't go, you know, people who don't go to school and don't understand like the structure of a business and you have to learn by trial and error, you get hit a lot harder, right? Yeah. So it is <laughs> worth, sometimes it is worth it to go to school. And I know a lot of people trash on going to school nowadays because all the information is there. At the time it wasn't. Mm -hmm. At the time YouTube wasn't what it was. At the time it wasn't what it was. So it was difficult for me to even like do the research and I wouldn't even know where the fuck to be in to be. Yeah. Here. So yeah, it was, a, it was, I agree with you. It was definitely tough. And, you know, we had, I had our ups and downs with that, but I think it was a really great experience. And looking back, I'm just really thankful I went through it because like now even, I don't even have it full, fully figured out now, no, no one but, does. but honestly, 
you know, those years like Grinding Obey and like the passion of that project for me was things I'll always remember, you know what I mean? And I still am very passionate about what I'm doing now, but it's like those first years of like really getting your shot that really like defined me as an individual, I think, uh, and defined everything that I perceive is like, you know, it's just, it's crazy going from that kid looking back, you know, that used to trick shot on Call of Duty and mm -hmm. now you're getting these huge paychecks and you're paying people and you don't, you don't know what you're doing, but you're trying to make it make sense because yeah. you want it to work yeah, so yeah, yeah. bad. So, yeah. So obviously your baby comes like this massive thing. Mm -hmm. It, uh, in, in, you know what's crazy? I was thinking about this. Like, there are Call of Duty players, and then there are snipers. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like, if you didn't come from that era of sniping, I think that you don't truly understand the value of word of mouth, the value of the props that you used to get yep. uh, from people. And I don't think anyone will ever do that again. Like, right. they're like the competitive sniping is in there, trick shotting isn't as as popular as it was. Like, if it wouldn't have been for the sniping community, do you think that Call of Duty was be would be as popular as it is today? I don't think so, Me truly. Yeah, you know, I, I remember the uprising. I remember when you first made uh, that sniper's nest about uh, face, mm -hmm. and I remember the face uprising fakey. of face fakie, and I remember the viewership. And I, was saying, I was like, "What is happening?" You know, like it was truly a movement at the time. For those first few years, I mean, it really helped define phase. I mean, it's obviously massive today, what it is as well, but those first few years of call of duty trick shotting in the summer of like 2012 2013 bo2 i mean bo2 completely blew that space out of the water i think black ops 2 was the game that really changed everything like it, for sniping for yep. competitive for you know for everything we had good snipers yeah you know we had yeah. with dsr was it dsr dsr and ballista and ballista that's me yep. ballista on scope ballista Dude, I like I, the the opportunity was that ship the ship um, carrier map carrier the amount of trick shots that, that, yep. that went off of there. Uh, but by then, by then, I think that there had been you know the little subcultures like there were snipers, competitive snipers, trick shotters, right? And then underneath there's the competitive snipers, montages, uh, this like montages top. Five. There like the amount of work that we all put in into content creation to build this audience. There's a reason why we as Optic are as big as we are in Call yeah. of Duty, and it is because of sniping. It's not because of nature. It's not because of scump. It's not because now, obviously, it is. But at the time, it wasn't. By the by, the time that we entered um, call, competitive Call of Duty, it was no impossible to catch up. Impossible yeah. to catch up. Very true. Right? I will never underestimate your guys' influence in Call of Duty. I mean, even when I was like, honestly, I had no clue. I remember making just an Optic name and jumping in one for two free for all just because. It's just the optic movement in sniping. You had, you know, Jam B in the competitive scene when he first joined on PS3. That mm -hmm. was a big deal. Mm -hmm. It was like the power of that brand's, your guys' brand's name was just, it was immense, man. It was yeah. felt. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and you had like, this is optic, like they're the best sniping team. And then you had FaZe with the trick shotting stuff. And that was like this really good dynamic yeah. that I think was healthy and led to a lot of growth. Yeah. So. Zerg Gris. Yeah, yeah it all it all started yeah. with Grizz. Yeah. You know what's crazy about that is that we played with him, but we were playing competitively, like against side by side in the good old Call of Duty two days. And when I saw him do a swap, a three sixty swap from a pistol to that, I like I saw it and I'm like I'm like, Oh yeah, that's I'm like, Oh yeah, that's that's kinda cool. But it didn't really like capture me the way that like fucking winning i'm just a competitive person so when people started doing the trick shots i was like i was like man that's so fucking weird like i get it yeah. and you know obviously like tommy coming from 
the skateboarding thing and tricks being like what it is like i completely saw it like i saw what was happening a mile away yeah you know what i mean i'm like i'm like these kids because they're younger and they're there for fun are going to take off like i knew it immediately immediately i knew it when i interviewed uh face fakie and uh you know I, i'm like i'm like you know there's a fucking movement about to happen and it was right and we didn't know Right, we didn't know the 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 level of competition that we were going to be in. I was in this like mental state where like we're so far ahead of the game that no one's going to catch up. And then I have this like I see what's happening, and I see that they're just recruiting millions of people, <laughs> just like recruiting after recruiting. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, why are they doing that? Like, why 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 are they letting so many people into phase? Like, you know, because we were taking the approach of like, unless you belong here you're not here yeah right and i think that that was i don't know if it was obviously it's not a mistake because they led us to where we where led us but i wonder how much better off we would have been or was it by a lot or a little if i would have turned that dial and allowed just people to come in or picked up just talent that was coming up um because obviously we had that opportunity right we right. We, we had the we had the name and and i don't know what it was but by that time i think that we were already you know just picked up nature and i saw what was happening behind the scenes from a business standpoint with competition that I was just like, all right, like sniping is, is now secondary. While this vehicle took us here, now I have to hop out of this car, hop on this one, you know, hitch this old car into this one and then go to the next iteration. Um, but yeah. it's, it's one of those days where you don't know what you're doing, but you're just following your instincts and like somehow it like it works out. So I think that like going into these like different areas of Call of Duty, and attracting new fan bases like helped a lot yeah no, i could definitely understand what you mean by like taking this old car and changing it because that's kind of what i went through with obey you know sniping and trick shotting towards the time where i started to look into esports you could tell it was on the decline in popularity and you had to make the right choices to think okay how do you take your business to com to compete and be relevant in the space and i think that's how i got into getting into the first esport we got into which at the time was smite Really? We took, yeah, we took. You did a start in Call of Duty? No, we took everything we had. I mean, Call of Duty was pretty expensive by the time I could afford to even touch yeah. esports. Um, and you know, I took everything and I, I put it into Smite. And actually, the first event um, we ended up qualifying for the World Championship. And actually, like, there's a moment in my life. I think have you ever seen the Disney movie Inside Out? Yes. Where it's like the core memories. Yeah. yeah I really yeah. feel like that's a thing. And um, something for me that's always a core memory is. We went to the event. That was my first actual esports event with my team. And we went all the way to the, the grand finals against NRG at the time. NRG is super, you know, massive esports org, especially in Smite. They just won an, uh, another championship, the team before. And I remember um, the feeling before, again, the semifinals went to uh, game five against a team called Eager. Yeah. And we won. Was that, was that in Atlanta? Yeah, it was. Was there, it, it was in that, like, bowl? Cobb Energy. I was there. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, actually, that's crazy. But I was... Uh, there was, like, banners? Like, yes. Banners yep. everywhere? Yeah, yeah I was I there. remember we... I'll never forget that feeling for me of hearing the whole crowd cheer, obey, obey. Like, they were saying, like, obey, 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 obey. Because oh, my yeah. team was EU yeah, at the yeah. time. And I remember, like, the feeling of just feeling like, this is it for me. Like, this is, like, what I love. Like, yeah, this is yeah, what yeah. I want to do. And that really, like, propelled me, I think, in my vision with Obey forward. But, man, esports is just so fun. I do miss it to an yeah. extent because most, we're mostly content right now. Yeah. 
but the feeling of rooting for a team and all that's on the line, especially when you're in behind the scenes and seeing how much goes into it and how much passion and care, you know, th- those games mean a lot more than people think. Yeah. You know, so. this this morning and this is being recorded on a, on a Sunday. I don't know when you guys are watching this, but are they going to watch it today, Matt? Okay. So today, as you're watching this, uh, I almost tweeted out this morning when I woke up. I'm like, I'm like, to all you Call of Duty players competing today, like, enjoy it because there are people like me who would love nothing more than to know that there's a match coming up and not having the skill to really <laughs> represent for your for your banner that way. So, like, it's I, I, I one thing I always I will always be jealous of is people who get to like represent for their team that way. Yeah, because you, know, you can only do so much from from behind the scenes. Right. But. I don't know, man. Imagine like some people are fighting and shit. Like there's a bar fight, and there's like only four people can fight. And yeah. you're like, damn, I want to have their back, but I can't fight for shit. <laughs> get my ass beat. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, be be uh, be honored that 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 that's happening. All right. So as as the as the years progressed, at, towards the end of 2017, uh, you got approached or did you were you seeking for investment like how did how did that come about were you here already no i wasn't okay i was in new york city okay, so okay. um yeah i mean at the time i was kind of trying to touch on that because we had just won the fight for the crown event mm-hmm. which was the first h1z1 event which helped us really stabilize the business for a little bit but i knew that eventually like especially with how esports costs were elevating especially at that time it was like everything was going through the roof like if we don't get an investment we can't touch this space yeah it's done yeah and uh i remember chris cheney uh, john spire actually connected me with chris cheney and i had a few conversations with him and eventually we had he came to the decision to want to bring obey into the infinite esports umbrella and uh it was did like, he tell you the whole the whole thing like he's like we're gonna bring optic we're gonna yeah i had an idea of what was going on but at the time i, did I not, didn't i did not I understand that di- well that's <laughs> we already got <laughs> it <laughs> you know the, the, I, I will say this chris cheney and i over the last year have have yeah. consistently like met up for lunch and had you know we, we we've hashed out all of our differences i i, I you know i i do think that things could have been better if things would have been better yeah you know what i mean because he is he is he knows what he what he's talking about uh and he's got good you know good thoughts towards the space yeah all right so anyway continue yeah so but he didn't tell me just for the record right <laughs> i didn't know i was like i walk in and i'm like maybe i was maybe i was just like blinded by the by by the opportunity yeah. and the money yeah i will say chris is a very good mentor to me I, lo- I love that guy a lot he's helped me a lot but uh i will say i will never forget the day i came down here because in my head i'm like man this must be you know and on paper it sounded yeah. so nice yeah. like oh optic is there and obviously i've always looked up to you as you know I always looked up to the optic brand so there's a part of me that was like man i would love to even get a, a taste or even a bit of his knowledge or that brand or how it feels and then there was allegiance it was so much um and i walked in the office and i was like this does not feel exactly how i expected it to not in a not in a negative way i guess but what did you experience what did you expect and i'll tell you what i expected i expected a really collaborative environment where everybody was excited to be there yeah that wasn't, that was wasn't that it no. it was complete opposite to be honest with you and it was a wake-up call uh but at the time just being forward i mean i didn't really have you know this that was the best and choice it changed my life completely it put me in the position to do what i love gave me a shot of like actually showing my management 
so my management skills and obey and what it can be and so i had to take it and um you know looking back i still don't regret it because it led me here but you know it was a ride and that whole experience that whole year was probably one of the, the most crazy of my life seriously because you know you come into this position where now you're making money off what you're doing and now you know i'm this kid where we just talked about all the fact that i'm managing an llc barely but now i'm managing the fact that i have investment expectations there's budgets there's you know you have to manage so much more and on top of that you have to do it in an environment that you've actually never been put in before i hadn't actually worked a real job to be honest with you because i'd always been in college mm. so i had to get into an environment in the workplace with other people and meetings and you know it, it it was a lot but it was so invigorating for me because it was like this is what i've always wanted to do and i personally am somebody that's like if i'm gonna jump into something i'm gonna put everything i have into it with every part of me and see where it happens mm -hmm. and that's that's how we got into the infinite space and i still remember the first time i saw you like hey I'm like, hey, because <laughs> yeah. I could feel it because at the time, yeah, I had one lunch meeting with people in that office and I knew everything going on. And I remember coming out of lunch meeting, like, man, only if I knew how much stuff is happening yeah. behind the scenes right now. It was a lot. It was. Yeah, it, was it was a lot. lot. I, 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 man, I like to be friends with everyone. I'm yeah. just that dude. You know what I mean? But when it comes to that logo right there. You know, it's like the the claws come out, as, yeah. the, as it said. And I don't know why, but I just, I just, I, I don't, it was my fault 100% that I wasn't more informed on what I was, I don't even want to say that because I did, I, I was informed. Like everything was there for me, but I, I, I do think that maybe my ADD during that phone call, my HDHD during the phone call where they said, Yes, and we're picking up Obey, and we're picking up this other team, and we're going to have, you know, this team, and then this team, and this team. Like, I must have been, like, reading an email because that completely, like, went <laughs> away. And and I'm like, man, it, uh, it, it I don't know. I, it, I, I, I want to say that I regret doing what I did, but I kind of don't, right? Like, I, I regret taking my hands off the wheel, and we're not going to make this about me. This is, this, you're in. No, you're, no worries. You're but... I don't know, man. I still, I still feel as though something fucking went, something happened there, because I don't go into into partnerships with a bad intention. I don't go into partnerships thinking like the worst ever. I don't think I don't go into anything thinking the worst. I, I know what's gonna happen in every single scenario. And in this one, I have all the support that I want to be able to pay the players. I have I don't have to, I don't have to worry about yeah. where that next paycheck's coming from. And I'm not worried about how am I going to pay the players. So you know, I'm not worried about that anymore. Like so I'm I'm feeling like elated, right? I'm I'm so happy that that's the yeah. biggest weight off my shoulders. And then all of a sudden like players are like, "Yo, what the fuck is this?" and this contracts this thick and I'm like, who was it? Stanislaw at the time. He's like, "Yo, he's like, what's up with these contracts?" And I'm like, I looked at it. I'm like, I, I, I felt bad. I'm like, there's something in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too big. You know, there's something bad in there. <laughs> My first thought was like, there's something in there. But I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, you know, part owner of the company, so I gotta be like, all right. I'm like, hey, you should have a lawyer look at that. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm like, it's not coming from me. And my old contract was like three sheet, three pieces of paper uh, that said, "This is what you're gonna do. This is yeah. what I'm gonna do. In case you fuck up, you can leave. In case I fuck up, I can leave. Yep. Like you know what I mean, or, or vice versa." And 
I was like, you should look at that. And then uh, who was it? I don't know if it was somebody else on the team was like, yo, what are these? And I'm like, you got to read them. Scump and everybody else is like, yo, we're not fucking signing shit. And I'm like, yo, just have somebody read them. Like, let's just sign it so we can get to work. Yeah. Right. That was my thing. Like trying to just sign it. Let's get to work. Let's get to work. And where I wanted to innovate, there was no room for innovation. Instead, we were expanding. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We need to we need to build this thing. You know, we need to build this thing. We can't, you know, expand that way. Right. And if I was, if I ever came off as an asshole or if I ever came off as like a, like I didn't want to be there, I didn't want to be there. Yeah, no. You I, know what I mean? <laughs> it, it had nothing to do with you. It had nothing to do with everybody except for me and not necessarily the, like my, the environment around me. It was, yeah. it was more like I knew I knew where that thing was going. You yeah. know what I mean? Like we're going this way and all of a sudden it's like one degree, right? If you picture a, a rocket that's going to the moon, if you're off by one degree, one degree at launch, you might do a 360. If you have one short leg, they say that, right? You have one yeah. short le shorter leg than the other. Imagine that. You're going to be going in circles. You're not going to be going straight. You're not going to be going where you're planning on going. That's a problem. Yeah. So, all right, let me let me take a quick second to say hello to the sponsors, and then we can come right back. Got it. This week, ExpressVPN coming back for the upteenth time. Umpteenth time? I don't even know how to say it. Uh, but as you guys know, we use it. Uh, obviously, the security around what we do is imperative. If you get hacked, although it's easier now to get your accounts back, you do not want to risk losing a sponsor or or being bad in a bad situation with the community by allowing you know, some dude to hack your stuff and post, you know, ungodly things on that. So what is ExpressVPN? It's simple. It's an application for your computer, smartphone that encrypts all of your network data and tunnels it through a secure VPN so that your ISP cannot see any of your activity. What does that mean? So you have your address. 5757 Main Street is this one. But when I'm on the Internet, it might show 2235 McAlpin or whatever. It pretty much disguises where you're browsing your data from. And what's good about that is that you can literally say that you're from any country, and I'll tell you why that comes into play a little bit later. But just think about how much your life is on the internet. Sadly, every site you visit, video you watch, or message you send gets tracked by ISPs, internet service providers, or other tech giants who can then sell your information for profit. For example, if I say, I am looking for workout equipment, that just hurt it, so Instagram is going to give me ads for that. You know, that's that's what they mean by all of the things that you say or do or search are being tracked. That's the reason that I recommend ExpressVPN. It's the best way to hide your online activity from your ISP. You download the application, tap one button on your device, and you're protected. And ExpressVPN does all of this without slowing down your connection. That's why I rated. I'm sorry. That's why it's rated the number one VPN service by CNET and Wired. Uh, so right now, stop handing over all of your personal data to ISPs and other tech giants who mine your activity and sell off your information. Protect yourself with the VPN I trust to keep me private online. Visit expressvpn.com slash H3CZ. That is E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash H3CZ to get an extra three months for free. So go to expressvpn.com slash hex right now to learn more. If you want, if you're on Netflix or whatever and you want to see a show that's no longer there, if you change to say you're from England, you're going to get those shows. So 
trickery australia you can say you're from anywhere to see the library of their stuff online and you're not going to see that in their language obviously you have your choice of seeing it in any language so obviously you can change it to english spanish french whatever it is that you want it to do right i'm watching um lupin right now incredible show and it's originally in france and although i do like to watch the content as that more often than not i'm doing something else so i do need it in english but that's just an example there okay so one more time expressvpn.com forward slash h3cc to get an extra three months of ex of expressvpn for absolutely free a new sponsor a new sponsor of the pond a podcast has just stepped into the arena what is Upstart? Upstart is a fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt all online, whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses. Over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple, fixed monthly payment. If one thing the last year has taught us is that not everything is guaranteed. There's small businesses that go out of, uh, out of work. And if you work for some of these businesses, then this is something that may benefit you because you're able to get a loan while everything comes back online. Uh, with a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. So there you go. Like, look at that. That sort of safety. Hmm. Now, again, obviously, it's a loan, so you got to pay it back with a little interest. So you can get approved the same day and can receive funds as fast as one business day. If that is taking over your life, it's time to get a fresh start with Upstart. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash eavesdrop. That is U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot com slash E-A-V-E-S-D-R-O-P. That's upstart.com slash eavesdrop. Don't forget to use the URL to let them know we sent you. Okay, so click in the one in the description down below if you're looking for the loan. And then when you get there, go through all the uh, the process and you may be able to get your cash as quickly as 24 hours. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to opstart.com slash eavesdrop to get started. Let's get back to my man, Aeolus. So a huge shout out again to both ExpressVPN and Upstart for, for helping us uh, continue to do the podcast. All right, back to Julian. Julian, so what was that like to you, right? Obviously, you walk in, you don't see that, you know, it's not what you imagine. Because what I imagine is exactly what I said we were we wanted to do, right? I outline exactly. I'm like, I want to create this, uh, this esports city, right? I want to have a, uh, a, a, an esports bar, like Nirvana downstairs or Nirvana. Like, I wanted that. And... You know, we picked several spots, like the amount of places that we were going to, the amount of recordings that we did, because we did every single spot that we went to that was a possibility, like we recorded every single set. And we had so many dope ass spots that by the time we did that, by the time that this happened, and I didn't, I didn't know that we were going to hire 90 people. I didn't know we were going to hire 30 people. I didn't know we were going to hire 15 people. Mm hmm. So when that happened, I'm like, why are we building those? Why are we building office spaces yep. instead of building studios? Instead of building like, you know what I mean? Instead of building this, yeah, <laughs> like well, yeah, this yeah, something yeah. like land centers and, yeah. and shit like that. So to me, that's what I imagined. I imagine an esports city in which people can <clears throat> walk downstairs, go to their go to their stations and play there, yeah. right? If they needed to stream, then obviously the stream rooms. Like I, 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 ne I never. I never imagined that it was going to be what it turned out to be. And I get it, right? Like, from a, from a business standpoint, getting a place over there, it's okay. Co-sharing a space with somebody while 
And I get it because we were trying to get either the city of Dallas or the city of Frisco or the city of Plano or the city of McKinney to give us subsidies for us to build our compound there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's what I imagined. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, it was really a structural decision for me to go into independent, especially at the time. One, I, it's just so funny. I was laughing when you're talking about, like, I don't have to worry about paying the players. That sense of relief alone yeah, what did so much for my mental health, <laughs> and um, I remember going today was basically basically because I need I wanted more assets, I wanted more minds on the Obey brand. I knew I had the vision, but I was a kid, not to undermine myself, that needed a lot of help to understand. Okay, how do we approach this? How do we brand this? What next? What steps should we make next? I was looking forward to that collaborative process with mm -hmm. individuals that I respected, and. Um, I think my biggest challenge with Infinite and then of that year was stepping into the office and realizing for the most part, definitely understanding where you're coming from, but for the fact that 99% of that office was focused on optic yeah. all the time. And I, I like trying to get a percent of their attention and time to paying attention to my brand. I, it was a tough road for me. It was very infuriating. Um, I remember talking to Chris about it. I'm like, hey, like I came in here because I thought this was going to be a collaborative process. And yet I'm feeling like I was Julian back at New York City, just in an office space and with not having to pay the bills. And, you know, money is money is great and having the ability to send yourself. But happiness and, and my passion for what mm -hmm, I'm doing, mm -hmm. if I wasn't doing this, I might as well be back in school if I wasn't happy doing it, in my opinion. And so. Um, that was a tough process for me and I really had to put a foot forward and take command and just be like, look, like I need you guys to pay attention. You know, Obey ended up having a really good year that year. Yeah. We ended up picking up the house, like we grew really fast. The YouTube started to do really well. We had our esports teams didn't really do that good, but we kept that investment pretty minimal, to be honest with you. Um, and the challenges there, they were tough. Um, I still remember <laughs> one of my favorite <laughs> memories, and this is an Obey memory, it's funny to everybody it was in Obey that came in the office at the time. I remember walking up to, um, the, they had this board and they had a board of like all these creators that they wanted to get on Optic. And me knowing Optic as I did, I walked past it and you're seeing like, they have like Gwen Stefani up there and like all these, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, this is so out of touch. Mm. And I just remember laughing for like an hour at lunch. I, I know sometimes Matt was at those lunches or at Roger too, Roger, obviously a good friend as well and yeah it was interesting and I, it definitely was this not matt? no not oh. matt, not that no, was another matt in the office roger um <laughs> and yeah it was it was interesting and the demand for respect basically got us a little bit of help but even at that i started to realize that the help might not even be a good thing yeah that was, a, that was i have another a picture thing. i have a picture over that board somewhere <laughs> it uh, I, I keep all my phones because of all the conversations that like all my texts uh-huh I keep all my phones, and I haven't turned. But I do have a picture of that board. Yep. Gwen Stefani, and and I was just, uh, I saw other shit in there that I was just like, I'm like, Beyonce. Yeah, but, I'm like, yeah, but what are we gonna do? Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, what's up? I was like, what's what's up with all these things? Like, oh, we're gonna shoot for the stars. And I was like, I'm like, okay, this is starting. This is a new thing. Let me see where it goes. I already knew where it went, and I'm the fastest. No, and I I, I don't know where during that thing and we were just talking about this with a, with a conor mcgregor right with conor mcgregor and you know that he didn't seem like he had the fire and i said money makes people soft right mm -hmm. and i'm not calling him soft obviously like he'll, he'll always be 
you know, personal life aside, personal issues aside, like he'll always be one of my favorite fighters that has ever great. You know what I mean? Like that's, you know, that that's that's how I saw yesterday when he got when he got knocked out. Uh, as as he went down and I saw that last punch, I literally turned my 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 TV off and I went to sleep. I was mad. I'm like I'm like that's enough. But I, I don't know where I lost my footing in those days. But immediately the money made me soft because mm-hmm. my no, my assertive no, we're not doing it. Period. End of story. No, I don't want to hear anybody. Went away because mm-hmm. I would have said no immediately. I'm like nope, fucking wipe the board off. We're not doing that. And I would have made. I wonder right if if. I would have separated myself from Optic earlier the way that I did most recently if we would have gotten we want well, one we would have saved a shit ton of money because they would they would have seen the impact that that would have done right if Optic wouldn't have been Optic during the infinite days and if I would have left or if I would have quit or if I would have done something like I wonder what that would have done or how much sooner we would have been able to get to where we're at like sort of today right but I saw that and I like there was a lot of stuff that I know it, in in theory it made good sense to the people that were like sort of thinking about this, you know, doing this, but I know that I knew that it was not going to work. And I don't know how I knew that. I know because I know the people that watch us. You know, I know them. I know them. I know what they want even when they don't think that they want that. Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad that you saw the board. We were wearing the same shoes one day, you and I, right? Yeah, I was wearing the undefeated collab Adidas. Yep, those the black, oh, the black ones. Those. Yeah, yep. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I remember. I think that was the first time you and I talked, and yep. it was just like a brief thing because I was fuming, you know, walking out of the. I cake. could tell. Yep. Yeah, and I was like, uh, I, the board made me sort of be mad about it. And then we had so many good things, like when Jonathan Altadone and and the we did, um. We did something. It was like it was like this like mo- the most produce the most produced piece of content we've ever put out, and it was like a live stream, and it was me and 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 uh, John O. We, they called him Asian J mm-hmm. at that point because uh, J was sitting next to me in the in the beginning part of the of the conversation, and then he left, and then he came in and started talking about it. And I'm like, and I feel so happy. I'm like, I'm like, this is what I wanted. It was like I don't know if it was just one light like this, but it was m- something more produced than we've ever produced, and I felt happy about it because. It meant that we were moving forward from a content perspective, from the shit that fucking matters. Yep. And then immediately after that, like something wrong. When we threw the Optic Arena thing, there was nothing. There was no promotion. There was nothing. And I knew that if people didn't show up, it was going to be a bad reflection on Optic more than anything else because we didn't do the right thing to do it. And when I said, I'm like, I'm like, where, where are the fans? They're like. No, somebody says like yeah that wasn't, that wasn't my job and I'm like why weren't we promoting this on the podcast why weren't we promoting this on, at the end of every single video that we were doing so people can come and meet us and you know Jack was at the, you know Jack was, was there if you think about the people that have come through our stable like Jack was one of them and if it wouldn't have been for that sort of situation Jack wouldn't be 100 Thieves Jack Jack would still be Optic Courage mm-hmm. and I am I'm, I'm not salty about that because I'm still, you know, really good friends with them. But I like we miss so many opportunities by focusing on the wrong thing that it 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 enrages me at times because and then Chris and I talk about this all the time. Like we would have been that, you know, we would have been in the top three. We would have been five hundred million dollar company easy. Just I just know easily. I just yeah, know. I agree. And you know, for me, 
that sort of stinks a little bit for you know Chris. It stinks a bit. I'm sure it stinks for Jay too, right? Because n nobody wanted to do this. Like I didn't want to lose one of my closest friends. He didn't want to lose me as his, you know one of his closest friends. But when it comes to that, the claws come out. You know yeah. what I mean? And I don't know how to stop that. And I don't think I ever want to stop that. Yeah. So. What did during all of this were you at any point like telling them I'm like we need to revisit our contract because or the purchase agreement because I'm not getting for obey what it is. Yeah, no, that didn't come until Chris um, Cheney ended up having to go mm -hmm. out of infinite. Um, you know, I was trying to put my best foot forward in every possible way because for it, it hadn't even been a year yet for mm -hmm. me. Um, and, and it was really a really hard situation when what you are doing is working, but on the backside, it's not being supported. And so trying to figure out that dynamic, it's like this sense of euphoria because we have the obey house and the videos are getting massive mm -hmm, views and mm -hmm. we're growing. Then I come into the office. I'm like, okay, this isn't sustainable though. Cause we're not getting to the support that we mm -hmm. need. Um, I saw the chart Yeah, and you, I saw a chart of viewership and you guys were getting way more views than optic and way more views than yeah, the, the we other were one. even surpassing like TSM and viewership yeah. at the time. It was right when Fortnite was just like yeah. crazy and the move to pick up the house, like elevated that brand tenfold. And, um, it went all that stuff, it went down, um, you know, and, and the leadership change, it, it was felt in the room one, it was devastating for the dynamic of the office, you know, going in every day and knowing those individuals, the people I got like, Oh, a lot of them, good people, um, and great people. And, uh, and then the feel of it, uh, and, and it, it, I'm a very culture forward person right now. All I'm about in 1%. It's like, how do we make the best internal culture possible? And this is something I, I've always admired about Optic, something about, you know, phase that they do really well too. And um, you could just feel any internal culture that may have existed in that corporate office space was sucked out of the room. It's like revenue, 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 that's it. I remember sitting there, I was like, this is, this is negative. This is, this is not good. And, you know, we came into the situation that you and I first actually had a real conversation. Um, and before that, I sat down and like, what does this look like? And, you know, I was already on the end of my road with, like, you love something so much, and I can relate. You know, I have You Shall Obey on my arm. You know, I loved it so much because it was the beginning for me. Um, and the claws did come out, you know. I was very passionate. I was very heated. You know, any respect, any, you know, traditions or standards go out the window when you start messing with something that I've put my heart into, hundreds, thousands of hours, my friends, my family, I've risked everything for and, you know, I, I do, you know, I have some regrets about the way I handle it. At the same time, I don't because I feel like it was only natural. Um, so I did visit, visit the purchase agreement prior to that. And then, I don't, I, you know, we came into that situation with you. And that was basically curtains. Because yeah. once, once I had made the decision I did in that situation, um, I was the enemy. Mm. I was complete enemy. I will never forget. Like I went from being one of the more like respected people in the office with the leadership group. Mm -hmm. Not that I was just sitting there and like, you know, just trying to do whatever they want to do. But I was just trying to like, I was keeping my head on. It's like, all right, let's push through. I'm going to do what I got to do. You do what you got to do. Um, and I mistakenly fell into being deceived by lies and by, I got lied to. I got, I, I there was a lot of things that went wrong there. And I remember in my heart, I mean, I don't know how much we should talk about this, but <laughs> I remember in my heart thinking to myself, you know, I would, how much I would love to like be part of that because it's, it's what got me started. Mm -hmm. But I remember thinking to myself, like if I'm Hector, you're talking you know, about optic. Yeah. 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 
I'm a, and this is not the way I would ever want to be part of this mm-hmm. because the guy that made this, the guy that's the reason why I'm here, like I even made the steps I did. First of all, one, I was lied to and said you were okay with it. And then two, come to Okay find with it. what? Let's. Okay, so essentially what happened is there was, Jay had come to us and said, hey, let's try to make, let's take the biggest guys and obey, the biggest Fortnite creators and you, and let's move you to Optic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay. Well, there was a lot of this, there was a lot of issues with that when it came down to it. You know, me being the position I am as a leader, obviously stepping into some talent management position with Optic. I remember seeing you. Remember we had you had that filming and sitting there. I'm like thinking to myself, this isn't. What am I doing here? Yeah, I mean, I remember I, you. I remember you telling me like you don't belong there. You know, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't you being negative towards me. It's you guiding me towards the yeah. right path because you knew it wasn't what was right. You're never going to be happy. Dude, yeah. the, the, the fact that somebody told you, let's take your biggest assets and kill Obey. Mm-hmm. Let's use you against you. Let's use you against your brand and just let that shit go. I was like, I, no one, right? And, and, and what people don't get is that what I went through, two other people went through. Mm-hmm. You and the... And, um, Connor. Yeah, and Connor went through it with, with Alliance. And it, like, I, I know that I put a lot of emphasis on, like, what I went through, but, like, I, I never forget the fact that two other people went through through this sort of same thing. Yep. And, you know, still to this day, like, what, what's, where's Obey right now? The yeah. brand. Yeah, so they, they got bought when um, Immortals had acquired that. Mm-hmm. They got bought by another previous member of the organization, and I kind of just... After that, it's like it's not ever going to be what it was to me. No hate to them. I hope they have the best future. But for me, you know, that everything that it was at that time was gone. And looking back, I I do see what you're saying. And at the time, it was just really a hard decision because there was almost a lack of choice because you came into this building, right? And everything is crumbling. And it's basically like, look, you can either do this or, you know, we're going to stop funding Obey. And there goes your career. And I moved my life to Texas. I moved my family moved here too and they still are here and that sense being young and that sense of panic because you don't know how to handle that situation it's like okay well I have to do what I have to do and I remember um just make I was like no this isn't it I'd rather restart completely than force myself into something I respect so highly and on top of that be unhappy doing it Mm -hmm. and on top of that work with who I had to work with because knowing just knowing how that dynamic shifted from the point when I said no to join Optic at the end, because that was before I even spoke to you. I was like, this isn't it. I'm not doing mm-hmm. this. Uh, and knowing how I was talked to and knowing the meetings that I had and spoken to, I made the right decision tenfold because I almost felt, you know, I almost let myself be manipulated basically into this false reality that yeah. was just, it was bad. It was not a good time. No. I, it I, wasn't. I don't, I don't think... You know what's crazy about that is that we, we from the beginning have never been the first to run through a door, right? Like we or through a wall. Like yeah, the first one to run through the wall gets the one that hurt, but he gets to benefit the most also. But somebody needs to go through these through these sort of adversities to teach what not to do to future you know people and future situations like the like the ones that we went through. So in a sense, we as as optic we sort of needed to go through that 
just so we can know how to not do that again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when, when we stepped into competitive Call of Duty at the time, obviously it doesn't fucking make, make any sense now. But at the time, people were like, yo, you guys are dumb. You guys don't need fucking call it the competitive Call of Duty. Like that scene is going fucking nowhere. Just mm. keep doing videos. Just keep doing videos. Like you guys have something really good going. Just keep doing videos. And at the time, I was just like, I'm like, yeah, there's a risk because at the time we were like, there's no losing in, in optic because you're doing a montage. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we're not in competitive sniping that seriously, so it doesn't matter. So at the time, they're like, people didn't get why I was stepping into into you know competitive Call of Duty. And Frank was like, I I wanted to, so I wanted to do it, and we did it. Like yep. if you lose, that's a that's a that's a. Uh, a bad mark on on optic and we didn't need any bad marks like we didn't need to risk that or risk you know damaging the brand by having uh, a not so good team but at the time i was just like i'm like oh we got to do it we have to run through this thing we right. have to run through this thing and if it happens it happens if it doesn't the the reward's going to be massive so in in that in that sort of sense like i'm i'm glad that i didn't listen to anybody and and going through the whole purchase uh thing and then going through like that adversity i'm glad that it happened because i know what it feels like to not own that thing i yeah. know what it feels like to not have 100 percent control of saying no to something right you know what i mean that's why when 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 obey was going to take their biggest people which was which would have benefited optic 100 percent, obviously obviously yeah at the time i was just like i can't that's I'm not gonna do that to him. I'm not gonna do that to them either. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna put them in the line of my fire more than anything because I see one thing. More importantly, no one's gonna be happy with that. You weren't gonna be happy with the with your future. They weren't gonna be happy with their future. Yeah, I mean, I I, think I was I was laughing internally because in hindsight, you saved all of us because imagine we had made that move and then what had proceeded to happen happened. It would been it would have been. Uh, tragedy for sure <laughs> i yeah. i have a good imagination yeah and when i apply fear to that it's like what's the worst that can happen i, I it's the quickest no in the world man i yeah. just know not because i like to hear myself speak which i do but I, I just i'm trying to avoid me wasting my time and more importantly you know just wasting time on 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 shit that just not isn't isn't going to work you know like right. i i've i've been through this thing for 10 years 10 long years on my own i know where all the pitfalls are in 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 the esports business so for me i was just like i'm like i can't like i'm going through this i'm not going to put somebody else through it just so i can benefit my brand you right. know what i mean and it's just like this is not the way that it works for optic anyway anyway yeah all right. So anyway, I, I'm I'm glad that things worked out the way they did. If you had if you had if you had the choice to change one percent to obey, would you? No. 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 Why? Um. Right now, I believe, like, first and foremost, I have dope ass name I, by the I, way. I, <laughs> dope ass you. name. One percent. Um, I always will love obey. I still believe that because of how it ended up happening for me. I just don't feel like it would ever be the same for me uh, back in it. Um, I think we're in a, in, in retrospect, we're a little bit in two different situations where you have optic and there's this thing, with so much history with obey. We were really getting started into actually making it a real brand, mm -hmm. even at that time. Um, and so as much as like the days were fun and the good old days, you know, my attachment wasn't to the name. It was to the people in it. Yeah. And that's what got my heart going. Like that's what my passion was into. 
And so for the most part, I have a lot of that in 1%. And, you know, that's that only got deeper through my time at Luminosity, uh, how close I got to the guys that are now owners with me at 1%. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I'll always love that brand. I'll always remember that. But for me, it, where there was value in letting go of all of that and starting over. And that for me was a, it was a hard exercise, very painful. I would say the days after I left Obey and all that were some of the harder months of my life, just trying to understand, like you worked on something for thousands of hours and you had dreams and you sat there and you tried to envision everything that you wanted to do with it and you had to let it go and it hurts. Yes. I think it hurts to your core that I don't think some people might not understand. So yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it does. It does yeah. suck. I was empty for a fucking yeah. year. You know what I mean? I, and I have obviously like the, the best thing happening, right? Like I have a, a really good brand with energy. I have a really good partner in Andy. Um, and it's just emptiness, right? Like, cause you, you, I, I am optic hacks, right? And the second that I wasn't optic hacks, it, it just felt weird. Like what's going on guys? Big hacks. Like that doesn't have the same <laughs> rhyme as the thing that I said yeah. for thousands of, of, of hours. And when you, when you're, and you understand this, but when you're so passionate about one thing and then when you see that that one thing that you love is working and it's like it, 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 and other people like are, are vibing with it and everything's like is good, like you miss that. Yeah. So I'm I, I'm 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 happy how everything turned out. I don't think now, obviously, in retrospect now, I don't think I would have changed anything for a, for a very long time. I did say, man, I wish I wouldn't have taken the money mm -hmm. because the, the thing the thing with that with that statement though is that the money would have came no matter who it came from right we were too big to not get any investment that we wanted right and it's not like the, it's, it's not that we picked the wrong partners right because a lot of people that come into the space there are investors that are super super uh diligent and and you know aren't too keen on taking risks and then there are all those other investors that are like, yeah, just fucking swing for the fences. Right. And I think we had those sort of investors in in uh, in, in Liebman and, and, and yeah. Davis. And I would have loved nothing more than to be able to say, I made you some money. You know what I right. mean? I would have loved nothing more. And I wouldn't have done that. Like, I, did, I built all this thing with just the money that was coming into the business. I'm... The I'm not that type of person to just take freedoms with other people's money, right? Like I, I know that that money needs to be not only refunded, but also with interest on top because that's what an investment is. Right. And I was, I was willing to do that. And I had my, my plan of lists that I wanted to do. And I, I knew, I, I, the, the one thing I regret like to this day is the fact that I was never ever, that I was never able to make money for, for those two uh, investors because that's just, that 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 would stink for that stinks for me yeah. to this day because it was my name attached to it. Right. It was my team's name attached to it. So they the investment that they made, which will hopefully one day yield some return, their their return is not coming from me, and that to me like sucks. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I I I know that that the model that we have here works, and I don't know that that is the one thing that I regret. But I don't know. I, I I can't say sitting here that I would do anything else, anything different. No, no regrets for me either. To be honest with you, I think uh, even in the darkest times in my life, I look back and say, you know, thank God, mm -hmm. thank God it happened because it happened for a reason. Even like to be honest with you, I, sh I had struggled with an anxiety disorder for a really long time, and you know, back in that time, I was thinking to myself like, why me? And why you know, it prevents me from doing this, and I can't do that. 
but everything in hap- it, that happens in life, and I've learned this, especially over the last few years, there's a purpose, mm-hmm. and you have to stay strong enough to realize that purpose, yeah. and it comes, but you have to stay persistent. Yeah. And I think that's what I've learned, and in, in with the Obey stuff and everything is just, in hindsight, would I go back? No, there's no reason to, because it made me who I am today. It made, it, it changed a lot of lives, and uh, you know, those lives some doing better but some might you know they might still be on their journey it's just it is what it is yeah the good thing about that is that they're they're yours right your failures are yours to learn from your mistakes are yours to learn from like if you don't tend to them and what i mean by that is like if you don't remember the failures that you made to learn from them that's on you at that point you know what i mean so i water mine every single day i don't sit there and fucking think about all the bad shit but you know, when when certain and 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 life is all a matter of the same rep, repetition every single time in different forms, different disguises, different different opportunities, mm-hmm. right? Or different failures disguised as opportunities are always there. And if you don't go through these previous ones, you'll never be able to identify them. Especially if you again, you don't tend to your to your failures and mistakes. And right now, with like. One percent. How quickly did you guys get to a million subs? Got it in one month. In one month, I've been. Fucking 10 years in the making. Okay, still yeah. don't have it. Yeah, that was the craziest month of my life. For yeah. Sure. Yeah, it was bittersweet. It, it was. Um, 1%, I think, I know, speaking of failures, I think, you know, it's been a good couple months. From the outside looking in, it's still really good. Um, but I've done a lot of backtracking looking back. And even in what I felt what was the height of of my career, I'm still looking back and saying, man, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. Um, you know, 1% came together in one week, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we were at Luminosity coming towards the end of our contract, trying to get out, um, and we got out and then we're like, Hey, well, what are we doing? You know? And we had conversations and at the end of the day, it's like, do we really want to te- step towards there and maybe repeat the process that we just went under? Or do we want to try to take a risk? And we took the risk. And I think a lot of us knew that it was going to be big. Um, <laughs> I think we knew like, okay, you know, we launched, we did the 10 day thing. We had like a hundred, we had, I think we had 300 to 400,000 subscribers on YouTube before even revealing the name. Yeah. 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 And for me, I was like, all right, most we got like 500 K like in maybe a few months, you know, we'll get a million a year. Um, and we launch and I remember just sitting there and, uh, everything that I had ever like envisioned in my head, like, for obey and anything I'd ever envisioned in my life for what I had wanted to do mm-hmm. happening. And it's just like, one, it's overwhelming. And I think the most overwhelming part and learning curve that we've had to go under over the past four months as a brand is realizing that everything you've ever wanted happened, but you weren't exactly prepared for it the way you thought you were. Yeah. And by what I mean by that is like putting together this org for a week and it's basically owned by creators and the structuring of it. And, when you start something, you also have to, you know, continue to develop it, continue to push it. And we, for, for the most part, we just plan to make it a content team, you know, and it was just us, but realizing now we wanted, we need to get more people and getting to get more people involved. And so that whole process. And, you know, I remember I, I got that text from you. We were number one trending on YouTube. We got number one trending on YouTube with three videos in a row. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, what is even happening right now? And, uh, you know, it, it was a great feeling. It was honestly a, a really good feeling for me to kind of just be like, this is, you know, coming out of luminosity situation that we had with them being like, this is what happens when we can apply our vision and really put forward like, yeah. and speak to the audience 
more than just being these people that post videos on a channel because yeah. the contract says to. Yeah. And um, it was great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll never forget uh, seeing the subscriber count hit a million because it's just like I have the plaque in my office. Yeah, it's just like I, I just cried for hours because yeah. it's like it's a culmination of all the failures. Yeah, you know, you sit back and you're like, man, what if I had not done this? I wouldn't be here. And it's a beautiful thing. Um, and it's it's also like it's bittersweet for that reason because it's like, man, all that stuff and all all the ways you thought you would have wanted it and you ended up here mm -hmm. and it's like this is what it is and um I, i'm very thankful for the position that one percent has has put you know me in and, and owning a brand that i feel i really care about again i haven't had that feeling for a while you know i was directed with monosity and you can only care so much about something you don't really own yeah you don't drive the culture it's not that i said i didn't work super hard to do a good obviously job obviously you did no yeah, yeah. obviously but the heart wasn't there this was a, it was a complete business decision and now that the heart is back in it it brought in new factors for me that i had to then reassess you know i'd made myself be like this business person of luminosity right then you come back and like dang i actually really care about this now there's a lot more than just business there's yeah. heart in it and the decisions weigh a lot more and the nights are a lot harder to sleep because you're thinking what can i do better and these last few months have been it's been crazy and I'm very appreciative though, because I feel like uh, we we have a lot going for us. We have a really bright future. So. Yeah, a hundred percent, one percent. I mean, yeah. 1%. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's so sick, man. I, I'm I'm glad that you that you took the path that you did because I know that you had obviously the the opportunity to one continue to stay on Luminosity and do your own thing. We had a conversation about that. Yeah, and then you were gonna come over to uh, to Energy. Like we had that conversation. Yeah. Um, and you know, for me, during all those conversations, I'm just I just know. I just, you know what I mean? Like I, I've been where you have been and I was just like, this dude's not ever going to be happy on Just like me, right? <laughs> You're never going to be happy unless it's you and your brain that's making the decisions or a collaborative effort with people who are in that team. Because yeah. the, the, one of the most beautiful things about this space is the, is the camaraderie and I know like the crew aspect of this, right? Like everybody's in a crew. And when you're in a crew, like you, you have everybody's best interest in mind, and also everybody has the same understanding that we're all building something together. And when you have other people and external factors of like marrying of two teams, like sometimes that just doesn't work, right? Yep. Because it's you, you have different culture, cultural values from a business standpoint that may not necessarily like make sense. Yeah. Like for me, impossible, right? I know what got Optic to where it got it. So for me to try something else, never going to be an, an, an open for a conversation suggestion sort of thing. Like I know, you know what I mean? Like I know, and I know why this doesn't work. I know why, uh, you know, an employee shouldn't be doing interviews. I know why a manager shouldn't be doing interviews because that's not the voice, right? Like every, every decision that a team makes comes from the voice of the logo, not even from me or from you or from that. Like it's 1% talking, not mm -hmm. Castro talking or not, right. uh, you know, whoever, Formula or whoever talking, right? Like it needs to come from that because the fans then understand that, you know, we, we're not out here trying to get the retweets, right? The team's trying to get the retweets or whatever. Right. So like that sort of, that sort of power was like never, I don't know. It's just, it worked for us. So now I see like, this is the perfect model. You know what I mean? So that that's also something that, that you have to be mindful of, right? Like that there are opinions that do matter that may not necessarily be yours. 
and you have to be open for that. But yep. you also have to be open with the fact that you know that the, something feels off, that when it fails, it's your fault. Yep. Because you could have avoided it. You could have said no, and it would have been a, a dead issue or, or approached differently. Um, what, what else you got going on, man? What's, uh, what's the plan? Nothing. Are you guys looking to get into esports, or are you guys going to stay a uh, content team? Yeah, you don't have tepid- to. Tentatively looking at esports, I think for us, we're really, my goal is to stay as profitable as possible. Um, and that's for the best interests of us as ownerships and also for the best interests of the people on the team. Um, you know, esports is a heavy investment. Mm-hmm. It's, it's heavier than it's ever been now. Oh, yeah. Um, and for me personally, I think we work best as a content team. And we're continuing to expand on that. In February, we're going to be picking up four uh, really massive creators to come onto the team, continue expanding upon the model that has worked so well for us and for the optics and the phases that I think we've really adapted really well. And um, my major goal as an individual and leader in, in this team right now is to just build the best internal culture possible. Like I want people to feel like they're really part of something and they aren't just signing a contract and yeah. spending their term there and yeah. dipping. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that I've always wanted to spend time doing, even back in Obey. Yeah. Um, and we're just going to continue pushing. I think that's that's our goal. I think the way I see 1% is a content team. I don't put us on an esports org level. We have one pro player in Fortnite mm-hmm. who's amazing. He's one of the best. Yeah. Um, but I really wouldn't consider us the esports organization that people have been putting us on the same level with. Like, yeah nrg and optic and i'm like let's put some respect on you guys names like you guys are content teams but you also have some of the best esports teams in the world yeah. and i think what we do best is content yeah and uh so we're just trying to expand on that narrative and be the best content team yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i feel i feel the same way about i mean i i, I always see us as like a content first team mm-hmm. or media house first and then everything else second because and, and we just like to create content around comp- competition, right? right? So, but at the end of the day, like we're creating content, right? right? Like we're the wins add to the content, and then the content adds to those to those wins. Like it's a it's a cyclical thing for us. So I wouldn't be surprised if one day you're like, all right, fuck it, let's fucking do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> because it is it is good, man. I, yeah. I mean, especially with the popularity that you guys have, like I think it'd be it'd be really not necessarily easy from a from a money standpoint because at that point you'd have to be like all right I'm, I'm gonna, i might have to get investors for this yeah. thing and then you're sort of at this point right like now at least you know that you're gonna always keep control of it yeah. right always gonna keep control because you know obviously you've you've proven yourself twice one that, that i will say this the beauty about what happened in infinite is that it gave you your ability to figure out whether or not you were one hit wonder yeah it's true right because look at what you did with Obey. You grew it to where it was. Boom. Look at what you're doing with 1%. It's bigger than Obey now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you think about it, you're not a one-hit wonder. You can do this if 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 1%, God forbid, something happens to that, are you going to be nervous about doing it again? Fuck no. You already did it once. <laughs> yeah. It was it was a crazy process uh, coming out of Luminosity because I remember I was thinking to myself, like, do I really, really want to take it again? You know, you have your reservations because, like, okay, what if it ends up... Like the last time, you know, you don't really know, but I, I was just like, let's just jump. Yeah. And I think in life, anything I've done that has worked for me and has led to growth, it's just a jump. Like yeah. the New York City kid that grew up moving to Texas, I thought it was dirt and cowboys. I didn't know anything about Texas. That's what the city oh, kids it's a think beautiful over there. Bubble. And it was beautiful. Yeah, and yeah. I, my family loved it and moved here and I jumped. I took a massive risk. I was actually in New York University at the time I left. Uh, for business administration and leadership. And that was a school of my dreams. I literally had a vision board of it. Mm-hmm. And I left. 
literally I, I took the risk and put it all on the line and that's because i think the best things in, in life come with all the risk attached yeah but it's only one way to get them and so yeah it's it's been a super big journey but it's a, it's a lonely thankful. process though yeah, yeah it is <laughs> people it's lonely when you're you're working on it but once it succeeds everybody's like ah. yeah yo what's up <laughs> yeah I, and you know i i uh i had a couple of questions about what i meant in my we just released the um the first episode of the process um roger didn't want to name it vision and hitch didn't want to name it vision um because you know obviously vision was was a hitch thing you know and roger is such a fucking incredible camera person editor i mean you name is like the complete package that he's like i don't want to do vision because of you know because then it's not mine and i i understand the 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 importance of ownership in your process and when you're somebody like him who loves loves storytelling through video you have to give them that that freedom. So I told both of them, like, all right, you both come up with a new name by the time this goes live, or I'm keeping vision and my say goes and period on the story because vision is not hitches. Vision is not, you know, it's optics, right? So if optic wants to keep it vision, that's what it is. And guess what? I speak for optics, so it's going to be vision. So <laughs> so they're like, all right. And they came up with the process, and I was just like, damn. I like that a lot. I like it too. Yeah. So in it, I said, no matter – I don't know exactly, so I'm paraphrasing, but I say, like, no matter how many good people you have around you, how many people that support you, love you, and will love you, no matter how big of a success or how big of a failure you are, like, being who we are is lonely. Because when something's going wrong, you can't share that with anyone because you create doubt. You know, whether you want, whether whether they're down for you or not. And maybe that's me not giving people the 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 benefit of the doubt of them having... Like, yo, because I know they're with me, right? Right. But I'm like, I'm going to solve this on my own. I'm, I'm not going to, you worry about your job, I'll worry about my job. So when I was saying that, like, it's true. Like, I did feel alone for a long time. And I know that I would share, like, certain things with, like, Scump and certain things with the team and certain things with, like, Jude and, well, all of it with Jude, unfortunately for her. Um, like, I, like, I went through a lot of stuff by myself and I kind of had to, man, because I don't, I don't want to worry people. More importantly, I don't want people to have pity on me. You know, I'm yeah. 40 years old. I'm not a fragile thing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. for me to be openly vulnerable about my stresses and my, you know, my my, I don't have anxiety. I wouldn't say that. So, but the stresses that keep me up at night, the stresses that you know, I'll hear a noise in the middle of the night and I open my eyes and realize where I'm at, and immediately, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. You got this. This is fucking up. You got to fix this. You got to do this. By myself, like I can't put that on other people. Yeah, I know. I know how you feel, especially we've had our our rough patches over a few months, and just you have to make sure. At least in my head, when I go through that process, I always want to have people understand that we're still moving forward. Things are good, and so in a sense, you have to internalize that mm-hmm. stress. That's the way I perceive it as well. Yeah, um, I've been trying to find a healthy medium, to be honest with you. Um, and, and in the same way you can find in June, my girlfriend has saved my life in that aspect. Yeah. And God, every night I just go and like, I talk it through and she gives her best input and God bless her. Cause she, without her, I probably would have lost my mind over yeah. these last few months. But yeah. you know, it's, I think it's also the appropriate thing to do in some sense, because there is that sense, like you said, that you might be undermining the loyalty of the people around mm-hmm, you and how mm-hmm, down mm-hmm, they are to mm-hmm, be mm-hmm. there. Yeah. But also like the leadership aspect of our job it pushes me to be like no like mm. let me stomach this yeah, yeah, yeah make it good and then talk about it yeah 
because then we can move forward in a positive way. Yeah. There isn't like going to be one second of me going to formula and he's starting to doubt the future of the exactly. team. Exactly. And that's what I, you got to avoid. That. Yeah. You have to avoid it. You at have to costs. avoid it. Yeah. I, so. At all costs. Yep. I'm with you a hundred percent on that. It is a lonely, lonely job being sort of the leader of, of, a of, of a team. Um, or being the captain of a team like you know what i mean like that sort of that sort of mentality isn't for everyone and it crushes people yeah and if you allow it if you and i'm really good i've always been really good of, of, of like you said internalizing things or bottling shit up but it it does weigh it does yeah. weigh a little bit um man it's i i, I can sit here and talk for another hour about <laughs> about the all the shit that we're going through but it's good man i i again it feels better and it feels good that you're saying that like the new, the new four people that you that you pick up are going to come in when there's already a culture established because I'll see look I, you can tell which teams have a team and which teams are being sponsors for content creators or or you know what I mean yeah you know the people there, there, there's people out there that are just like fucking figuring shit out by saying it's like oh I'm going to give this dude fucking equity and cash and you know the dude's like okay I got equity and cash I just got to put a logo here and they're not really putting a logo here you know what I mean yeah. they're not ready to go to bat for that if somebody's talking shit about your 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 flag he's not gonna say shit you know he's like he's like oh, yeah well you know I'm, yeah they pay me i I'm, can't i'm a that. big believer in that that difference yeah and i've talked a lot about it recently on people i've spoken to and i think one of the reasons that we've had success and the optics and the phases of the world have had success is because the creators that join it they join it yeah. like and they become part of it yes and i think that is a challenge that a lot of esports teams face is you can pay somebody and, and you know especially with the transparency of the industry now fans know that they're paid mm -hmm. fans know that they're getting paid tons of money yeah. and so their their investment into the team is already almost withdrawn a little bit yeah because they know the nature of the relationship yeah uh but for one percent you know one of the big things coming out of the gate was making sure that these guys audiences knew like this is mine. my team yeah. this is my team like i own it like mm -hmm. the future is in my hands mm -hmm. i really think that that is what pushed the envelope for us I think that's what pushes the envelope for, uh, for optic and for phase is that people understand that this isn't just a contract. Yeah. This isn't just a paid salary. These people are in it because they love it. Yeah. They want it. They want it to see it succeed. And I think that's a different level. You get a different level of fan investment from that process. And it's very, very difficult to replicate because yeah. especially now where it's so lucrative to just sign the contract mm -hmm. and just put your logo on something signed for 25 K a month and just sit back for a lot of creators. Yeah it's hard to find those creators that even want that relationship. And I mean, you can't really blame them too because yeah. it's lucrative yeah. as well. So that's why I'm never, I'm never one to reach out. Yeah. That's not me. Yep, you know, if exactly. somebody wants to join, they'll hit me up and then we can talk about it. Right. Yeah. I'll see uh, within the first conversation, I'll know whether or not they're going to be a good fit or not. Yeah. You know, period <laughs> it's yeah. funny you say that because people are like, how, like, how do you find all this talent? Like the talent? I don't go to the talent. Yeah. No. I, I I'm actually the same way. Like I don't really go to anybody because like the nature of that relationship, for in my experience, is very different. Yeah. And I you know I had my experience, no, with no disrespect, with Illuminosity working with creators that were strictly there for the contract. Yeah. It's not the same. No. The process isn't the same. The collaborations aren't the same. There's a lot that's different. Yeah. And because so. of it, the content suffers. Because yep. of it, the content isn't as genuine as it was. The beauty about YouTube is that anybody can do it yep and the second that you start getting the fancy cameras right 
like I've always been very anti getting the highest quality cameras. And it's a good thing that, that Matt and Roger and everybody's here because they say <laughs> it's like you're not going to lose the sense of, of being a, 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 a relatable person because you have that. Because I've always been a super fan of, of saying, it's like, look, guys, if I did it, you can do it too, right? Because it's about, you know, getting people to be passionate about that. And for me, it's always been like this this weird thing where I, I picture people that are asking, like, how it's like I, I can't be a creator because of that, or I, I want to be a gaming creator, when you really love knitting. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, go knit. Don't, don't you, just because you see successful gamers, yeah. doesn't mean that you need to be a gamer to be successful on YouTube. Right. Whether you're knitting, whether you're uh, podcasting, like, if you have the ability, like, you're really well-spoken. You know what I mean? That's, that's really good. When you are really well-spoken and you have cohesive thoughts that add to whatever it is topic you're discussing, look how bad I am at talking. Um, that should be your passion. You know what I'm saying? If you're a good speaker, speak. If yeah. you're a good artist, draw. If you're a good musician, make fucking music. Don't become a gamer. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you suck already. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I think what, especially over the last year and, you know, especially with Ninja becoming as big as he did and it really blew up kind of the space. It was big already, but Ninja kind of evolutionized what being a gamer was a lot of parents started to look like wow this is serious you know and he took it to another level and i think now people are getting into it and it's like it's only for the career it's only and i'm telling you like for me and in my experience and what i tell to people you know when they comment on the videos or tweet at me like if you don't have your heart in this grind it's gonna be hard yeah because you know going through the process of building the audience making videos, making content, you have to be passionate about it. I think the beautiful thing about the internet right now and TikTok and all these platforms is that you can do anything, like you said. You can go out there and you could talk to a camera about whatever topic and there will be people that will find that and enjoy it. And so I, I definitely agree with you. There's just so much opportunity to just do what you love. And when you do what you love, you find longevity in it. And I think that and persistence in it. You know, I, I can't go and make a, to be honest with you, a big part of me would benefit from making Fortnite videos, a lot of them, yeah. but I hate it. I yeah. hate Fortnite personally, playing it myself. Yeah. And so I can't do it because I can try to, and I did for about two months, I daily uploaded on my personal channel, but I hit a brick wall because the passion isn't there. You can't continue to grow it because your heart isn't in it. And in YouTube and in growing audience, if your heart's not in it, one, people feel it. Yeah. And two, you're, you don't grow as well too, so. yeah. I don't know. We have a lot of similar views, you and I, brother. Um, I'm, I hate that it took this long for you. To, being down the street, I hate that it took this long for you to hop on the podcast. Um, at, at some point or another, I'd like to bring you back with like other team owners just so we can have chop it up like yep. a panel almost. I stopped, I stopped doing panels like in 2004. No, no. I'm sorry. 2016 was the last time. I, I, I used to get invited to all these panels, and I would go, and I would just same questions, same questions. And uh, I had a, uh, an old friend of mine. Dan, who used to take me on all of them, he he used to sell for us, but he used to take me to do the selling, which is like the most genius thing ever. He's like, here, I'll I'll get the meetings. You go in there and fucking knock it that out. That is park. genius. Yeah, and I was like, all right, yeah. It was like, oh, you still get paid? He's like, yeah. I'm like, well, I'm gonna pay you half. He's like, no, I'm paying full. I'm like, right, fine. Here you go. But you know, the, the good thing about that is that you learn. You learn. Uh, uh, one thing that I've learned is that if you at least take a look at every opportunity that comes, whether it's somebody like asking 
for you know a job or whatever if you look and you read something to it it will spark a thought on something else that he thought about but didn't really think about it in an application that you're thinking about somewhere else mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so for me taking a, at least a look at everything that comes across my desk is like something that i do daily i'll wake up and i'll see everything because i'll stay in bed from like six to call it seven thirty when i get up to take a shower or you know, obviously, you know, drop the boys off at the pool and all that stuff, and I'm <laughs> and I'm reading through it, and I'll, I'll I'll try my damnness to read through every single email that's come through, just in case I'm in a creative mode and some word or some composition of a sentence tells me to go do something else. Right. That's how the uh, the the Huntsman pre-show, you know, became a thing. We were thinking about, oh, we were talking about, I don't know what the fuck we're talking about, but immediately I'm like, holy shit! It was, it, within one week, we had it up and running. Within one week, we were ready to roll on that thing, which to me was just like super cool. Anyway, thank you for stopping by, man. I appreciate you. Won't be the last time. Uh, I'm super happy for, you know, your trajectory and where it's going. I'm happy and hopeful, obviously, that that you guys continue to grow the ways that you guys have. And I know that you're going to succeed because of what you said earlier. I want the culture to be established before those new four people come into here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If if you if if you stepped into my direction and you were about to be you know and you're about to join Optic, the first thing I tell you is like, if you fuck up, you're out. You're yep. not gonna put me, my family, or my teammates in jeopardy. Right. Right. And if I fuck up, I won't because I like I care too much. But just know <laughs> that, like you, if you if you're not doing your job, you're out. If you're being lazy, you're out. If you're not innovating, you're out. Yep. More importantly, if you're an asshole, you're fucking out. Just yep. no 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 time for that. Absolutely. Brother, thank yeah, you, man. Thank you. Appreciate as always. you, brother. Yes, sir. Uh, won't be the last, as I said. Everybody, all his information is going to be listed in the description down below. Make sure to follow him. Um, and again, thank you to. Who was it? Do you fucking remember? I got it. I got it. And, I, and a huge thank you again to ExpressVPN and Upstart for sponsoring the podcast. Certainly appreciate them. Uh, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Oh, uh, we launched our essentials collection on the Optic Gaming site. We haven't made a big deal out of it because it's never going to sell out. So if you want it, go get it. Uh, If you lose it, go buy it again. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you very much. Goodbye.